0: I knew you'd come. How oh, baby, Wanna wrestle? <laughs> We've
1: got two words for you! Glorious! No, I won't give in, I won't give in Till I'm victorious!
0: Woo! You are listening to Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast with your host, The Supreme Dream
1: and the Irish Nightmare. Here we are again. How's everybody doing? This is another edition of Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And I am the Irish Nightmare. And I am, of course, the Supreme Dream! What do you got in store for us today, Lyra? Well, today happens to be our... 10th episode and you know what that means 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 10, ten. okay
0: episode <laughs> 10 and if you've been listening since day one and you're at day 10 thank you very very much we appreciate
1: all of our listeners so today um if whoever is listening is following us on Twitter, at 215 Wrestling, um, the Supreme Dream put out a question about, just shaking it up a little bit, about the rivalries and feuds um, of the past leading into Raw 25. And uh, so we just asked what some people's favorites were, and a lot of obvious ones, I mean, for obvious reasons, because they were the best Um, Ones like Austin and McMahon, of course, and Michaels and Hart and um, Taker Kane. Um, So we'll we'll be going over that today, as well as stuff going on in the WWE, because there's a couple different breaking newses. Going on, uh, the breaking WWE newsies. Newses. so uh, I'll break your newsies. <laughs> I will slam uh, my fist right into those newsies. <laughs> before we get started, um, we're going to get another edition of another rendition. Uh, <laughs> Wrestling one hundred and one with the big ham. So uh, this week is, um, I believe it's Coco Beware. Coco Beware. So uh, an old, old fashioned wrestler. From way back in the WWF days. So. I always loved Coco Beware. Yeah, of course. Flamboyant with the bird. Yeah, the, the jackets. Yeah. Oh, man. He was so, great. Let's see what the Big Ham has in store and what she thinks Coco Beware is. And here we go. Coco beware Okay so that's a fancy brand of hot chocolate uh, that comes in a fancy little cup that has a scarf on it what.
0: if you didn't know, Coco Beware is a cup of hot chocolate with a fancy scarf. (laughs) You know now. (laughs) She's just as twisted and demented as I That's why I enjoy it. So basically, leading off this show, we will be talking about some things that occurred in the past week. I mean, we're not going to go over the show's as much because I didn't really think they had all that I mean there were some things that went on but for the most part we want to talk about the rivalries because we want to switch it up a little bit show the best rivalries over the past 25 years we'll give you a couple of our favorites a couple that the uh, fans have chosen so to speak and basically some dream feuds that we would like to see happen and Mm -hmm. today's feuds that are happening and why they could go down as some of the best ever. Yes, absolutely. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. So, big news is that a lot of different reports are happening that Paige and her in-ring career are done. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's uh, that's it's pretty sad if this is the case.
0: Um, and- it's sad on a lot. Obviously, for the first reason that it's sad is because. Page is a great performer and she had her career cut short for it's true
1: twenty five years yeah, old. Yeah, twenty
0: five years old. She's younger than we are. Yeah.
1: It's ridiculous. I couldn't imagine
0: having that, that happen, doing doing what you love and your career and having that cut short because of an injury. Yeah. And the other the other why it's big news is that Sasha Banks is catching so much heat for this. Because she's the one that injured her now.
1: Yeah. With uh, the
0: kick to the back, and she's the one now, she's catching so much, which is, if you get into the wrestling industry, and you are a professional wrestler, you know what the title entails. Like, you are a wrestler. You you know what you signed up for? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And injuries happen all the time. Yep. Almost, I wouldn't say weekly, but they happen more often. They happen more now, I think, than they did because of the high risk that people are putting them through like the wrestlers are putting themselves through the high risk because you have to you have to step up your game and elevate your game like yeah you always so much. Yeah,
1: you can't let you can't let your matches get stale otherwise you're not going to be on on TV anymore you know what I mean you got to you got to keep, keep re- it fresh keep you reinventing mean, yourself exactly.
0: keep doing bigger moves and i mean this just so happens that this was a kick to the back yeah that might have done it that's one take on it I have a different point of view. I don't want to be the pessimist this time, which could be a complete shock to everyone out there because I usually am the pessimist. What if the WWE because they haven't said a damn thing about it and even if they do, I would not believe what the hell they say. This could be you think it's a work a swerve and a work. Jesus. This could be working if you think about it and if this is the case that this is a very smart way to do it. They're utilizing social media. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They're putting it out there. They
1: get it leaked. Yeah, they, they get, get it. someone
0: to say it. They get it leaked. This could be your way to a take Oscar out of the because she. I think she's the hands-on favorite to win the rumble.
1: Oscar. Yeah, yeah. And you've said that multiple times about it, and believe that that's who you think is going to win. Know, and I
0: know Ronda Rousey's uh, supposedly supposed to be the thirtieth uh, entrant. But what if? Paige is hurt. She's not ever coming back. Number 30 comes. Rousey's already in the ring, Wreck and shop. And Paige is number 30 that comes in. Hmm. Oh, my God, I thought she was hurt. Yeah, that's,
1: that's pretty big.
0: And, yeah, the pop that she would receive because everyone thought she was hurt would be absolutely huge.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, that would the be. fans
0: would be absolutely crazy. And on the other side, because of the social media aspect of this, this is a great way to turn Sasha Banks' heel. True.
1: Yeah. Because she's
0: going to catch so much heat. I mean, not warranted heat, but heat nonetheless. This is a way for her to kind of be like, yeah, I heard her. Who cares? Yeah. And if that's the way that this starts to
1: come across, then... And you talk about a good feud that that could make, speaking of feuds.
0: And it could also be, yes, a good feud. And it could also be her way of turning on Bailey. She can kind of be like... Bailey could kind of be the one that comes up to her and be like, well, why do you... there you would, go. Yep. And it could be finally her way to turn on her. Yep. This could set up Paige to win the Rumble. Mm hmm. And Paige is inevitably championship
1: run. That, let's face it, was going to happen.
0: And hopefully, this isn't real and it
1: still does happen. Uh, yeah, that would be great. I mean, I, and again, I hope you're right because I don't want to see her career cut short. Um, I'm hoping it is a leak and I hope it is a work. Uh, but. We'll see. I mean, we'll see in the weeks to come and in the in the rumble if it's the case, but uh yeah, and, and if WWE in this week maybe comes out and and owns up to it and says, "Yes, she's done," or if they just don't say anything about it. If they don't say anything about it, you got to look at your way and be like, "Yeah, maybe it is a work." So, yeah, let's yeah, let's hope for her for her sake, 25 years old being done wrestling would All I'm be, saying horrible. Is,
0: let's not jump to any brash conclusions just
1: yet yeah absolutely yeah because like you said the the word hasn't been official with wwe yet so we don't know anything for sure yet so we'll see or from page for that matter you yeah. know i mean she hasn't commented on it so absolutely because you would think that if
0: her career was cut short you would she would have said it probably yeah. put something out there she's so, not one to be quiet on social media no and for a good reason if your career is just cut short you're gonna you're gonna thank the fans and all that, but it hasn't happened yet, so let's not uh, let's not jump to any conclusions. Yep, the next uh, next bit that happened this week is an actual retirement, which would be someone who's been wrestling for the better part, I'd say, of twenty years, if not longer, would be Mark Henry.
1: Yeah, all right. that's a uh, and that I mean, recently it's not a big as law lo- a big of loss <laughs> that that made sense. It's not a big of loss, but continue. We think we know what you're getting ready to say, but we uh, again we it's, might have no clue. It's a big of loss. If it's not any as of loss, big of, of, a, of a loss. Um, if you as say it louder, it it doesn't mean been. it's gonna make more sense. <laughs> I just had to add. The, you know what I mean? The extra part of that sentence. Sometimes I yeah. can't
0: control the, control the tone of my voice. How am I speaking?
1: But uh, yeah, I mean it's not. As big as it would have been if it was a couple, of years, I mean, four or five, six years ago, when he was really big in that House of Pain and all that, but um you kind of knew that his time was pretty
0: much yeah, limited. And, absolutely. I mean, he wasn't. He's not on TV as much anymore. I think he was doing some some house shows and coming out and putting guys over, which you usually do mm-hmm. at the end of your career. Which I mean, good for him. He ha- he had a very long. And successful career, and he'll be missed. But hopefully, he'll,
1: he'll be around though. I, still, I, I'm, I'm still, sure
0: he'll still be around, developing talent and whatnot. Hopefully, so congratulations to to Mark Henry on a successful career.
1: Yeah, I mean, and not only that, it, he's we will be seeing him at uh, the Icons of Wrestling. He'll be at the Comic Con for um, in Philadelphia. Yeah, down in South Philly, uh, the Saturday of Royal Rumble said so day before there is a. Um, icons of wrestling collector fest i think is running it and uh he will be there signing autographs and taking pictures so there's another guy that we get to get to meet then but uh, also this week um another on the on the negative side yeah is the injury to samoa joe
0: which was so weird how this happened like he was perfectly fine
1: On Raw that night. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, you get he's got a foot injury. Yeah. I mean, he said, like, literally, I'm quoting, reading it right now. During his match, he felt a pop at the bottom of his right foot, which Hmm. sounds painful enough. But then they took a look at it, and they believe it's basically a plantar fascia rupture, which is thick tissue rupture under his foot, which sounds painful as hell. Thank you, Dr. Nightmare. (laughs) So... That's the exact injury—a thick tissue rupture in the bottom of his foot. So I mean, I had—I hate when my tissue's rupture. <laughs> I like, had my hands get all messy after <laughs> the fact. It's just—it's just, it's just <laughs> terrible. I had plantar fasciitis last summer, and it hurt like a bitch. And that's just inflamed tissue, basically. So to have the tissue actually pop and rupture, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, you got to figure pain. the weight and how
0: he performs. Like he's not a small guy by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Exactly. So him hurting his feet, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it makes sense. But I'm a little distracted. We're watching a live match right now. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking, makes sense. Fucking marks. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense because he's so big and he moves so quickly that he puts so much pressure on his his feet and his knees. Like I mean, it's a shame, and I hope that he's able to. Rehab himself to where he can get back in the ring by the Rumble because they were setting up for Samoa Joe John Cena,
1: yeah, which was gonna be freaking incredible. But they're, I mean, from what they're saying, they're saying he's gonna be out past the Rumble,
0: that sucks.
1: So I don't, I don't think that's happening, but um, yeah, I mean, that's an injury that that's a big blow to creative, I'm sure. I'm sure they're scrambling this week to try and figure out what they can do by the time Monday. You think they're on the phone with the taker? Um, I don't think they have to be because reportedly he was backstage at SmackDown this past week and figuring out what they're doing as far as planning-wise for Raw 25. So I think he's already been there. Um, But no, I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see where they go creatively with it now that Joe's hurt and he was a major part of their build.
0: Yeah, and he has been, but he has gotten sidelined by injury. This isn't the first time. No. No, he was yeah. out for a, a little while before, with another injury, and again, right in the middle of another what seemed to be a push,
1: and a big storyline. He's out again, yeah, which freaking sucks. Yeah, so we'll see what what direction they move in on Monday Night Raw this week, and uh, hopefully um, it's something actually creative, <laughs> but we never never know with what Raw is. Uh, with recently been doing so. Yeah, well, we'll they see.
0: seem to be getting a little bit more creative. So yes, yeah, that's a plus. So. Definitely
1: uh, trending in the right direction for sure. Absolutely. Uh Should we get right into the feuds? Or do you
0: think there's anything else we missed? Uh,
1: I don't. Yeah, I think everything. I think we covered mostly everything that was breaking. Nothing real big on Raw or SmackDown Wait,
0: to talk about.
1: We can. We we went over everything that was breaking, but did <laughs> we did we go over everything that was broken? <laughs> no, we we did not. We did not touch on. The Woken, the Woken One. The Woken One. <laughs> Matt Hardy. For all you Woken Warriors out there in Woken Land. <laughs>
0: Basically, what I wanted to touch on this week from Woken Land is the Woken character versus the Broken character and how he's actually he actually had his first match as on T V as Woken Matt. And it
1: wasn't against Apollo Cruz.
0: No. It, it was against it was against the winless one, yeah. Kurt Hawkins, which I'm growing to absolutely love his character.
1: I'm telling you, you know what? It impressed me watching that match. Um and, this, and we just said we weren't going to go over anything. But watching this match on Raw with, with them too, Kurt Hawkins surprised me. I was pleasantly surprised as and far as I say? the match was. what did was. I say
0: I would do with Kurt Hawkins? I would make him into the lovable loser. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like Dave, Dave started to do that. <laughs> I love the pause. Yeah. We've really got to stop watching the network while we do this because we get distracted so easily. What is it? What is this? WrestleMania. Uh, this is
1: a, we're watching. Um, money Wrestle, in the bag. Money in the bank from Res, uh, WrestleMania Rewind of uh, of WrestleMania twenty four. Yeah. And uh, and it's the Money in the Bank where CM Punk ultimately wins, and um, Shelton Benjamin just got pushed off and did a flip and landed on the ladder, the ladder snapping in half. This and that's what. Joe had paused for, because I assume he forgot about the spot real quick and it just surprised him. So no, I just rewatched this match and the spots are just
0: one after the other after the other. There's ladders being thrown. Like if you're gonna watch a quote-unquote ladder match, this one has to be up there. Mm-hmm. This one's
1: insane. Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, what I was saying, I am now woken (laughs) from the latter match. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I have been woken up from the match. And the woken versus broken character, I mean, I know that it is essentially supposed to be the same, the same for the most part. And it is. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit weirder, I would say, than he was in TNA. Yes. But he's still putting out his... If you, you follow him on social media or if you watch any of his YouTube stuff, I mean, he's still just as relevant with the stuff that he does now. With the stuff that... it's not, It might not be as creative. It might be like a spin off or... It might be something that you think you've seen before. Which it pretty much is.
1: But... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you Do you want me to pull, like turn this off no it's okay. An incredible match <laughs> okay but Did anyway <laughs> this is the third time you were, <laughs> you were taken back and could not speak. Well, and you can jump in at any time there, nightmare and fucking sick. I'm stopping you. You one way motherfucker. I'm not stopping you. You're in the middle of, a, of speaking and then literally the stop dead. You
0: know I can't do two things at once. <laughs> I'm trying my fucking hardest to do two things okay, at once. Okay, I'm going
1: to take over Thank here. You. What Thank he you. Was, what he was trying to say is, if you God. watch the videos that are coming up now, he just released a video yesterday. About Vanguard One coming back, and then this morning, it's a struggle. Another video of waking from the slumber, and another really just bizarre, only like 30 second video on YouTube. But if you look at the hits or likes, whatever the hell you want to call views. them, on the views on these videos, for yesterday with the Vanguard One, he only he already has in one day already has 113,000 views where if you look at one that is from uh, last year, I think it was, it's just an, a random broken uh, character from TNA, one of just a random video, had 168,000 in a year. It took a whole year for that. Well, I mean, this one had 113 in a day. So you can see that more eyes are going to be seeing this because it's more mainstream, because it is WWE and it's not TNA, but you can see that this character is still way completely over and it's good, it's gonna be over for a while now. So I mean, the difference might not be, I mean might be minuscule at that, but still, you look at the difference as far as people seeing it and how many people are going to be exposed to it, it,'s it's pretty insane compared to what TNA had. So it's good for Matt Hardy. And uh, everything he's doing, thank God, he's doing the creative and it's not WWE. Because this is why it's so good. Yeah, and, and he, you would you would get that impression that
0: WWE has very little to do with this because he's able to... I mean, it's not like they're they're telling him what to do in his own time. He's pretty much doing this himself. Oh, yeah. Just like, sitting at home all right, and having... Okay, I'm going to get real weird with it now. Yeah. And I'm going to be laying in bed and start laughing to myself and telling everyone how woken I am. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it's great to see it now on the, it was great to see it when he was broken and it's even more, it's just as interesting now as it was. That's what I was trying to say as I keep getting distracted by the TV.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's, that was so long winded and a lot longer than it needed to be, but let's go right to the rivalries now. Um, as we, like, like I said, as we spoke about on Twitter, um, the the rivalries we really are going to start off with and talk about because it was the ones that kept coming up um, obviously was the first one is Austin McMahon, probably one of the best feuds ever. Um, and starting with Stone Cold winning the King of the Ring, um, really the birth of Austin 316. I'm gonna whip your ass. so Which that's was, all uh, that was the the birth the of birth and then it just led on where then Vince once he won it just it was ridiculously build it just it was so quick and yeah. so, I mean it-
0: Vince had this apparent disdain for Austin because he didn't want he didn't want this rebel to be leading his company so he he decided to take everything into his own hands and when you have the the rebel in Austin verse which I believe is the whole startup of the authority, like yeah. that's where you get the authority from the concept exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. why they all started to step in and kind of do things their way mm-hmm. is because Mr. McMahon <laughs> started doing it first. I mean, he came in, he well, he wanted to personally put an end
1: to Austin. Well, and don't forget the the whole thing, that whole feud was born because that character was born after our next feud we'll be talking about is Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. That McMahon, Mr. McMahon character started with the Brett Screwed Brett and Mr. McMahon was born and now became, instead of just being the guy who's announcing with Jim Ross and Jerry King Lawler, yes. now all of a sudden you find out that he is the owner and he's running everything. and He's doing the, things his exactly. own way. He's so going to do
0: things how he wants. And it really
1: he, ushered he, it. He saw he can how much heat he can generate. Yes. And he fed off with and the he fans. Said, screw it. I might as well go with it. I'm going to get booed anyway. I'm going to, you know what I mean, everyone knows I, screw, I screwed Brett, but let me turn this into a positive and make money out of it. Absolutely. So Mr. McMahon was born, Stone Cold was rocketed to the top, and there you go. You got two of the most perfectly timed things to happen in the WWE and they meet up and it's there it is. It's, it happens and now it's history and it's so and the few, of course, if anyone, obviously everyone has watched it, but just watching it, man, it's just priceless. And then you get the, all those like, like funny little quirks in it. Like he comes
0: out in the Zamboni, he mm-hmm. comes out in the beer truck. I mean, you get all that the the funniness of of the Austin character. I um, mean,
1: but the, the kidnapping and McMahon 316 says, "I just pissed my pants." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I still want that shirt to be. I can't believe that shirt was never made. But if it wasn't made back then in the it,
0: Attitude era, it definitely isn't going to be freaking made in exactly. the PG era. That yeah. We, that we live
1: in right now. I mean, uh, then we got to go on Custom Ink or one of them and make that shirt and just wear it because that that shirt would be an amazing shirt. And it would probably say like, uh, Austin
0: 316, I just tinkled myself.
1: <laughs> I just made a wee-wee in my pants. <laughs> so, I mean, everyone knows the big spots that have happened in that, in that feud, like you said, with the Zamboni, with the... Uh, the, um, God help me out here, the the beer, beer truck. truck, thank you, um, and then you have the other, th- I mean, the beer bath, the beer bath, see, I wasn't doing it because I was distracted, I just literally couldn't find the word, that's the, even worse, I think, <laughs> <laughs> the, the beer bath was great after the beer truck, and then, uh, there's, I'm trying to think of other spots, just there's so many of them, you have the Corvette, when he I, fills it with concrete, um, Yeah, that was another really good one, it was the first time that it was boss versus employee, mm-hmm. and, hmm yeah. My
0: favorite, one of my favorite things to watch is watching McMahon trying to sell the stunner,
1: Oh, and Jesus, how he just so goes, bad. he
0: just goes limp body. Yeah, dead fish. Yeah, just, uh, it's horrible. <laughs>
1: yeah, especially well, the first one he ever takes, is is one of the worst sells oh, ever. Yeah, it's like he had no, he had no business being in the ring, and he he really did
0: have no business being in the ring. No. But he he knew how big of an asshole and how much how much that the the fans just, it's not like they didn't want to see him. Mm-hmm. They did
1: because they wanted to see what Austin was going to do to him. Yeah. And he knew that. It's the whole love-hate love, love hate thing. They yeah. They love to hate him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... I mean, with the, the, the reaction of taking the stunner, I remember... Uh, maybe it is on WWE Rivalries, but I remember uh, McFoley talking about that first stunner. And... Of course, if it was, he, he always jokes, well, if that was me taking that stunner, I would have came back from Gorilla and got yelled at, <laughs> but Vince walks back into Gorilla after taking that, and everyone's golf clapping, oh, good job, Vince, good job, way to take the bump, Vince. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, really, what else are you going to do? Yeah, exactly, exactly, but it's just so funny, because it's so bad, and uh, he's been so better if The Rock selling. was
0: waiting back there, and he's like... I handed him his card be
1: like, if you need any lessons, you know where to find me. <laughs> so yeah, he could not take a bump for his life, but, or a, a stunner. He couldn't sell it for his life. But yeah,
0: he, g- he gave it a good try.
1: Golf yeah. clap for Vince. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so our next rivalry, which was uh, up there with just as much as uh, Vic, Ma- Vic... Vic, Vic Mann. Man. <laughs> <laughs> when you put Vince McMahon together, his whole name—he's Vic Man—with <laughs> Austin and McMahon was uh, Hart, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. I mean, that rivalry was so intense because it was real. Like yeah. they had,
1: especially at the at the peak of it,
0: they had sure. complete animosity towards each other, <clears throat> both in the ring, in the promos outside of the ring, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was as real as it got for a rivalry and a feud because each one of them had their own idea of which way they wanted the company to go they were both the top guys in the company, rightfully so because they were both the best entertainers, the best performers Mm -hmm. and they pitted them against each other and it was Michaels who was more in Vince's Good graces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben Hart. Yeah. So, of course,
1: who he's going to lean towards is the guy that... Well, because, Vin, and with that, Vince always respected the idea of someone coming to him and going, I think we should do it this way. And Vince going, well, no, I think, well, what about this? He loved guys that lived the business. And not that Bret Hart did it, because uh, Bret Hart absolutely did. But to a different degree Bre- Bre- in Hart the way. Bret was born
0: in it, though. It he- was... It was uh, a childhood dream, so to speak, versus someone who versus was someone the yeah the pedigreed were... excellence of execution, the best there is, the best there was. The guy who was born and bred to do it versus the guy who grew up and was his, a fan and, who, and then it yeah. was his passion. Yeah. It was his pa- it was both persons both wrestlers' passion, just in a different sense of the word.
1: Well, yeah, and I think with the Bret Hart thing, Bret Hart, of course, because coming up Uh, the way he was with his dad and what his dad was teaching him. I'm sure the main part about that was is, well, you do what they tell you. The boss says this, you do it. So I think a part of it was Brett not going and thought it was a disrespect to go and say, hey, this should be going this way. I want to do this. So when Sean would do that, I think it would bother Brett because it's not something that Brett would do, I believe.
0: It was an old school approach. Exactly. I mean, at the time, an innovative approach where you're going to get a group of guys together and you guys are pretty much going to try and have your ideas heard. Like mm-hmm. you,
1: Yes. You're you, not just going to sit there and be like, oh, what am I doing tonight? Oh, okay. All right, good. And walk away. The yes
0: guys, quote unquote, yeah. versus the the new age of, mm-hmm. of wrestler. Yeah. And Michaels was at the forefront of that and that's why he gets so much credit for all of what happened like the Attitude Era and stuff mm-hmm. like that it wasn't just Austin it wasn't just The Rock Michaels was a huge part of that
1: oh and absolutely because they wanted to do that before it even broke yeah. and Vince wouldn't let them yeah and him I mean with him and Hunter in regards to that anyway but I mean with that it's just with Brett Brett never liked the manner in which Brett didn't want to Shawn change Michaels
0: in the sense of he saw which direction it was about to go and he didn't like it because of the way his mentality was. Yes. He wanted it to be more of a wrestling based yeah. show. He didn't want all the, the bullshit that comes with it, mm-hmm. like the the intense promos and mm-hmm. all the, the outlandish things that DX ended up doing and yeah. stuff like that. He did. A, he saw where it was going, and he he it was like he was the only one that was. He was the biggest name trying to fight it. Yeah, exactly. And he was fighting a one-person battle against the company that he grew up loving and he grew up in.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So what ends up happening is that he jumps ship and the company basically goes in the direction that he didn't want it to. Mm -hmm. Which, ironically enough, the company that he jumped ship for ended up going in the same direction it was going in that direction before WWE even went in that direction. Yeah, with, with the NWO. With the NWO, <clears throat> and it was going in a direction where the talent pretty much runs
1: the show. Yes, so which was never pretty- had. I mean, which is what the same thing with well, what he thought Michaels and Nash and Hall and Pac and Hunter yeah. were all doing, but they weren't. That's the thing is they weren't running it. They were suggesting things, and they would get their way every now and then. But a lot of the time, Vince would get his way now and then as well. So it made it appear that Shawn Michaels got was getting his way, but. And then he goes to WCW, and you see what it looks like for wrestlers to really get their way. (laughs) You know what I mean? To really get, oh, well, I'm doing this. I'm winning the title tonight, and that's it. I'm not dropping the title tonight. That's what they did in WCW. The finger poke of death? Yeah, of course. Exactly. So The demise of WCW. Yeah, it's it's ironic that he leaves WWE because of that and goes to a company that does the exact thing he left for. But um, with that, I mean... The things that went on between him and Shawn, and if you haven't, if you really don't know. If there was anything
0: bad blood in the WWE now and then and forever, (laughs) that was the feud that was the most bad blood, I think.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. You got, I mean, the the, promos, like you said, with like the Sunny Days promo. Which was great TV. mm Mm-hmm. And then you get
0: in the ring and you put two guys that are at the, in, in their prime at the top of both of their game in the ring against each other and you know they want to outperform one another yeah. when they get in the ring. Oh, so, absolutely.
1: And they both can. They can go for freaking... They had an Ironman match, which was over an hour. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is that a lot of people forget that they were actually pretty cool together. They were great. Brett and Sean. Because with... And Brett always said this, that Sean was one of the guys that he could see really making a lot of money with in the future when they started to come up because he knew how good Sean was. And then... It was starting to happen, and like you said, it was going in the opposite way, and Brett didn't like the sleaze-type promos and stuff like that, where Sean, of course, being young, brash, didn't mind it, loved doing it, I mean, loved dancing, and Brett would always say, well, the reason he really didn't like him, because he didn't like the the strip tease that Sean would do, or bringing a kid in and dancing with the kid in the ring, um... But it, it, it doesn't matter either way. They're both so talented, and it was such a good feud for wrestling fans to be able to watch play out. Um, it's just unfortunate that it couldn't have gone longer because Brett didn't want to drop the title in, in Canada on pay-per-view in his hometown. Um, so business had to be done. Yep. And uh, my favorite quote from that entire thing is from Hunter saying... If he don't, fuck it. If he don't want to do business, we'll do business for him. Yeah. And that's that's great. And Paul Heyman has said he agrees with the move um, because his company, his title, his money, his ass. You know what I mean? That's what Vince had to go through. It's all on Vince. It's not on Brett. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. So. And, I
0: mean, back then you didn't have the whole social media platform. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have like you did you you could only go off of crowd reaction. Exactly. And the crowd crowd was reacting in both in favor, but it was leaning heavily towards the new Yeah era they were, that they were trying to Exactly get started and put in motion. So I mean, nowadays, if you were to do that, you would hear backlash on both sides. Yes. And I mean, his whole mentality of my title, my my that doesn't really fit into today's
1: Well, I'm just saying that as a as Vince's look outlook. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now now I'm saying like today his outlook is that old school mentality of yeah. his rules, it, it doesn't really it, it doesn't really justify it in mm-hmm. today's WWE. Yes. Because the fans have a lot more say and they're a lot more vocal about yeah. what they want a la Roman Reigns, or or Daniel Bryan, or Daniel yeah, with with, go, with his build. Yes, you know I mean it, the, it can go
1: in either direction. They literally changed up the entire writing of WrestleMania for for Daniel Bryan's build, which, yes. which is huge, and that's because of the fans. So, like, yeah, I completely agree. Um, so, I mean, those are obviously two of the most famous, the the um, most liked.
0: Those are well. the two
1: that we took from the Twitter
0: response that we got, and thank you very much to those that did respond on Twitter to us. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it greatly. So now what we're going to do is give you a couple of our favorite feuds <clears throat> that happened over the past 25 years and oddly enough, they all pretty much take place within the same time span of that. I mean, just a little bit after.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're pretty much still
0: yeah. in the attitude era, but one of my favorites and this is from the tag team aspect because I don't want to leave, I don't want to just leave it to singles yeah, Superstars, Of course,
1: there's always good, I mean, there's good feuds and tag all the time, especially throughout the years.
0: And I, and I do believe that Christian is one of the ones that said this. He said that to have a strong show, you need to have a good foundation, which starts with the tag teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oddly enough, Edge and Christian versus the Hardys versus the Dudleys is one of my favorite feuds. Yeah. Because it's just entertainment value alone. Absolutely. And it was in the it was in the era that you had so many different single stars that were being pushed and whatnot that there was really little there there was really little interest in the tag division until yeah. these guys got on and they were able to show what they could do in the ring. I mean with Edge and Christian being so close with the Hardys, like, personally, yeah, and they were able to trust each other, I mean, it wasn't really an out-of-ring rivalry just yet at this point. It was more of an in-ring storytelling rivalry where these guys would have the titles, and then they would drop it to them, and then the Dudleys came in, and then they took the titles. It was a three-way rivalry that probably could have gone on for the entirety of 10 years where they could pick up right where they left off if they wanted to, and it would continue to just be a great in ring rivalry.
1: Yeah, and the best thing about it was every time they had matches, when, well, I mean, what was the was the first one at Mania? Was the, where was the first where it was all three of them? Um, or all three had, teams? In you there? had
0: WrestleMania 2000, where it was the Dudleys versus Edge of Christian versus um,
1: the Hardys in the latter match. So that was the first one. I think one before was, it was a TLC. Uh, and then the second match I believe was eight, was, the, was first, the
0: official TLC. That was the first one with all three of them, I believe. Yes.
1: Yeah. And then the second time it was it was the first like TLC match. I with, believe. Yes. And so and the best thing about both of them, the all three of them really was every time they would have another match, they and Edge Christian have said it, they've always had to one up, up the next yeah, one absolutely. so it just made it harder every time they wrestled because it was like shit now what do we do and now made, what do we do it made it
0: harder for the the singles competitors too because they had to try and outdo what they just did exactly and yeah i actually just watched that i rewatched that match again which i could continue to watch over and over again the other day actually yesterday and i brought two two things in that match that jumped out at me one from a funny aspect is that when Devon would get hit with the ladder, his sell job, it was very underappreciated, I feel. <laughs> and I, I always say this, that the selling is just as important as what el- whatever else you're doing in the ring. Yes. Because it's all a part of the entertainment. And when he would get hit with the ladder, he would do this move of where it looked like he was flopping around and getting electrocuted at the same
1: time. So he's convulsing, <laughs> just laying on the ring. Yes, and yeah. it was
0: hysterical. And he did such a good job at, at the sell, that I just feel like those things that I I pick up on mm-hmm. and it really makes it more enjoyable to watch. And the other thing that stood out in a huge way is that, and I don't know if Edge has ever... He probably has said something towards this, but uh, Matt Hardy tries to pull off this crucifix powerbomb mm-hmm. to, to Edge. I mean, a la Razor's Edge type powerbomb. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he folds him up and the rest of the match... Edge is completely out of it. Not out of the match, but he looks like he's seeing Tweety Birds above his head (laughs) and holding his neck the whole time, which I don't know if that was the start, but it could have been the start of Edge's downfall.
1: As far as his neck injury goes.
0: uh, That could have been the starting point, which is a a shame because these things always happen in wrestling there. Mm -hmm. You have to trust a guy, yes, but sometimes it doesn't always go as it should yeah especially in a match like that where you're, you're putting together so many so many big spots in a match that it just it's something could always go wrong and then and the, the naysayers of I hear it all the time when we decided to start up this podcast oh you want to start a, a podcast up about fake wrestling <laughs> which i hate. If you're a wrestling fan and people break your ball, be proud to be a fucking wrestling fan. Yeah,
1: you yeah. can't you can't really be and, and feel ashamed to be a wrestling fan because I there are some especially people... nowadays. Yeah, there's so much like cyberbullying
0: and all that. <clears throat> I don't like to talk, talk about personal shit and whatnot, but it's one thing that should be said is that don't let anybody badmouth what you love to watch because it's happened for so long that yeah. I mean it
1: is it yes, it's staged. It's an entertainment, but by no means is it fake. Yeah, yeah. You can't fake falling onto a ladder and a ladder cracking in half you can't from fake, thirty feet. You can't, you can't fake, fake a that.
0: fucking leg injury, a tear of your ACL. If that's fake, then why the fuck are these guys getting hurt?
1: Yeah, no, and you, girls. Sorry, yeah. uh, you can't fake a lot of the falls they take. You can't take McMahon falling off or uh, yeah falling falling off a steel cage onto a even though it might be flakeboard board. Table or whatever it, the it, table—it it doesn't it, matter. Really, it That's, doesn't matter. That, yeah, the height that he's falling off and he's hitting the ground. Whether there's a table there to catch or him or not, or padding or extra padding, it he's doesn't matter. 20
0: feet. I mean, it, there, it's crazy that nowadays with what you see, that people actually—it's athleticism, it's kind of acrobatic, mm-hmm. it, it, it's entertaining, but it, it's not fake. It's just, and it's such bullshit to hear that. That's like the te- telltale timeless
1: argument about wrestling and yeah.
0: like oh you you watch fake wrestling yeah I
1: watch fake wrestling I also go to the movies yeah um, <laughs> everybody watches something fake you know I mean you watch TV you're watching something fake 90% you're of the time you're watching something that's been staged
0: and reality TV at it's finest yeah that that's so real you're gonna get the same person that's watching fucking uh, Jersey Shore <laughs> telling me that that's real life yeah exactly yeah okay no. thanks yeah but that's the thing it, I sidetrack- can't do that I sidetrack this and maybe for a good reason, if you're listening out there and and you do have people busting your chops and breaking your stones about frickin' wrestling, just put up that argument against that. Ask them what they watch. And if all they watch is the news, then congratulate them and be on your way. (laughs) So the next, next, leading off of Edge and Christian versus the Hardys versus the Dudleys would be another one that involves two of those.
1: Yeah, and one of my personal favorites as far as a feud all-time goes is uh the whole the episode of uh Lita with Matt Hardy and with Edge. Um the whole love triangle and having the affair with Edge when when Matt was hurt and it's just that whole feud and then it talk about being real with Brett and Sean. Nothing's more real than what happened with them. I mean that's there strictly was, i mean god you can't write it you it know was what i mean you can't one write that it
0: across the the line of it was real and Vince being the freaking genius that he is is you know what if they're going to put it out there that this is this is what's happening in their life then mm-hmm. i'm going to capitalize on it 100% and i'm going to really put it out there and emphasize on the fact that these guys genuinely have an issue mm-hmm. with each other now yeah and now I'm going to heighten it which probably made it worse for where I, obviously
1: it had to have well and that's the thing it you have to give it to both those guys for because i mean if you watch the rivalry um episode that is on which can the all network
0: be watched on the network now of course means.
1: yeah but when you watch it right the
0: palm of your
1: fingers <laughs> they um we were just watching it actually before we went for on At the palm of your hand palm of your hand palm of your fingers doesn't work you put it uh, at the palm of your fingers, maybe. But, uh, I mean, there's a part where Matt talks about what they did to bring him back, and they had literally Vince brought him in the room and was like, look, this all happened. We all know this. We're all adults. Let's squash this right here, and we're going to use it. And can you guys work together, be professional, go out there and work together, and make this feud happen? Oh, they made it happen. And right? it, you got to applaud them, too, for being like, okay, or especially Matt. Matt more than anyone for growing up and being able to be like, I can work with it, I'm fine, let's do it. I mean, I'm sure it hurt him to the core to have to do this, to suck
0: up his pride and be like, "Uh, I have to, like, this literally just happened. Yeah. And now it has to be brought and put rubbed in my face Mm -hmm. every time I'm on TV. Yeah. And, again, if this was in the era of the social media, it probably would have affected him a lot worse Oh, yeah. But I'm sure it, it, it affected him just as bad, if not. I mean, it had to have.
1: Yeah, it had to. And, I mean, it's just... And it's a great feud, and the guys did it perfectly. They did. Him and Edge were great. Um, it made Edge look really bad, which turned him into a really good oh, heel. Oh, my
0: God. It turned him into the
1: perfect heel. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, this was what great storylines are made of, real, real life. It It's insane, but... I mean, that's why the only one, of course, McMahon-Austin, wasn't real life at all. But, I mean, for Hart, Michaels, and Edge, and uh, Matt Hardy, real life works, and it sells. So that's why they are so good and will always be some of the best uh, feuds. Absolutely. Uh, Another one that I personally enjoyed, which people
0: uh, from Twitter had brought up as well, is it, it was... I liked it so much because of how how they were able to to make it so bizarre, and the matches that they were able to have, the storylines behind them. I mean, and basically you had big man versus big man, mm-hmm. and that's Taker versus Kane. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the the whole storyline of how they were brothers, and they, they were the, the demented Kane had come back to put an end to the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. It made it. It was like the match... What was it? The Buried Alive matches that they had. The Uh, Inferno match. The Inferno friggin' match. And, I mean, Paul Barrett, I don't think it's enough credit to being instrumental in really bringing Kane into the the monster that he was. Turning his back on The Undertaker. Mm -hmm. And you had that whole whole storyline. And that was another one that could... You could stop that storyline. Something could happen. And then a year later they can pick up where they left off and it would be just as incredible yeah it would it it kept you wanting to watch yeah. because of just so like, oh my! What the hell are they gonna do next with these guys? <laughs> like, he's dead.
1: No, he's not. He's back. He's alive again. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, we thought he was dead. He's now he's alive. Well, yeah, and that's like, I mean, after the buried alive match, yeah, you have him all of a sudden. There's a casket on the top of the stage, yeah, and a lightning bolt hits, and all of a sudden the Undertaker sits up. It, I mean, God, the spots were it's so cool. So,
0: it's just so interesting to yeah. see. It wasn't done before. It no. wasn't. It and he had two perfect characters. I mean, obviously the Undertaker, his body of work speaks. For itself, but what he was able to do with Kane throughout
1: the history of that feud was yeah. incredible. And you want to talk about a wrestler who suffered, as far as gimmick gimmicks go, Kane. in Glenn Jacobs as Kane. Um, they finally found something. For exactly. Him. I mean, they, you saw the longevity of Kane still out there doing it. Exactly. It just from going from Isaac Yankum to Fake Diesel. Um, Which you knew had a half life of maybe two days. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised it lasted as, as long, long as, as it did. did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, and now and then to finally find something that worked um, is good for Kane. I mean, good. He made it work, and he was perfect, even down to the uh, the voice box that he had to. He, that fake used. Fake <laughs> um, yeah, me, everything was great. <laughs> me, this is how I'm going to do the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, please, no. Please. What a rush. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> the, the feud itself, again, amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, yeah, it's hard for that not to be one of the best. And there are so many other
0: ones that that could come to mind. I mean, and there's so many that we're going to leave off today. Yeah. But we're just basically scratching the surface of all the good feuds that they were able to, to do back in the day. And which was going to lead us into today. Mm -hmm. Today's feuds that have been done very well or are in the middle of being done very well and are intriguing. Yeah. And they could go down with the characters that you have involved as some of the best Feuds of all time. And as much as I, I give him as little credit as I normally do, and I I, I say I'm a, a hater, so to speak, but he when he's put in the right storyline and he's got minimal things that he can say, the better that it actually makes it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which would be, right now, would be Miz and Roman Reigns. The yeah. middle of this... The, now, it hurts because Miz is always getting pulled away to do his...
1: Marine 37. Yeah, Marine 52 and a half. <laughs> it's like the Naked Gun series. <laughs> Although, much, much worse than the Naked Gun, because Naked Gun's actually good. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the Miz... And not only that, Miz is gold. No matter where he is. And and who he's, fa- he's facing. He, he seems to elevate... Um, every opponent that he has. And, I mean, look at even... He's such a good heel that it makes... it. And I've said this before, I think. It makes
0: for a, a an actual face for Reigns. As much as he gets booed and whatnot, the Miz is going to get booed a lot more.
1: Yes. Yeah, and
0: he knows With how some... to generate it easily. He, he knows how to generate heat for himself and take a lot of that heat and take it off of... Roman Reigns, and then you're able to let Roman Reigns kind of be this badass that you want him to be, just as a wrestler. Yes, not exactly. as someone who's strong on the mic. He doesn't have to be because the Miz is going to carry him. Yep, throughout the whole thing. The less that he has to say back to the Miz, the better. You can have the Miz run his mouth and sneak attack him, mm-hmm. and all Reigns has to do is defend himself. Yeah, with physical. Yeah, he doesn't have to defend himself by trying to go toe to toe on the mic with the Miz. Although
1: it. <laughs> It's not going to... It wouldn't the, happen. On the mic yeah. with The Miz. <laughs> Mike The Miz. Yo, baby. <laughs> no,
0: baby! I'm so fucking good at this. <laughs> with, although,
1: with that, the only time I did want to see, which is literally the only time ever I wanted to see Roman on the mic, was the recent him and Cena thing where him, where Cena kept... You know what I mean? Just destroying him. Yeah. It's
0: not fair, though. It's not fair when you put... And I think that with The Miz... Uh, as well as Cena. Guys that are so good on the mic, it's not fair to put them up against... It's easy to put them together in the ring because they can perform. Roman Reigns can perform. He's not the best to do it, like he says. Yeah, Jesus Which is Christ. a different topic altogether, but no. he's, not, he's not the complete package. No, he's not. He's great in the ring, and he can wrestle, and he can tell a story in the ring very, very well. But it's not fair to put him up against... John Cena or The Miz on the mic, who will absolutely... The, another one, Jericho with... Jericho, with yeah, Jericho. Kevin definitely. Owens. I mm-hmm. mean, these guys are not only proven commodities in the ring, but they can give you a tongue lashing, so to speak, on the mic. Oh, and yeah. they know how to... They know how to feed off of the fans. I mean, Reigns, if he's in this babyface... Which he's not. He's kind of everyone calls him a tweener or whatnot. He's in between or some shit. The gray area. They want him to be the face. They want him to be the new Cena. I mean, it's obvious and apparent, but he can't generate the crowd reaction of a face. No,
1: he can't. So he needs as badly as they want him to.
0: He won't. He needs the heel, or he needs the other guy to carry him in that sense. But as far as the the feud. I'm really looking forward to seeing, and I don't really, want, I don't want it to end after this, this, Raw 25, where they're going to have the, the Intercontinental Title match. I don't want it to end there because I, I'm afraid of what if it ends, we're going to see more of the same, and the build towards WrestleMania is going to get, switched over to, you're going to get engulfed in
1: Roman Reigns being pushed. Again, Unfortunately, I I think that's going to happen anyway. I like this so
0: much, though, that it gives him something to do that doesn't put him in the... He he shouldn't be your main event every year. He just shouldn't be. He shouldn't be... It's just... It's redundant, for one, and it's repetitive, and it just doesn't make sense with so much talent on the card that if you're going to favor one person... Or maybe one or two people being Lesnar being the other one. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because it's the it's the same fucking thing every <coughs> year. Excuse me. Sorry. Thank Jeez, you. Don't you know we're doing a show here? You I can't be help sneezing that sneezing under the microphone. <laughs> Just
1: Jesus. coming from the guy who belches regularly on the microphone. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: so, so. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> Man, what do you have to say to that <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go with another one uh, another feud that please do as far as um, of today either yeah today but more of not a not literally today of, like, of a dream. Not in front of us but. no more of a dream than anything is uh, I really want a Roderick Strong and oh, okay. and uh, a Sami Zayn feud why is that well, because you look at the style of a Sami Zayn, you look at the style of a Roderick Strong, and I know it's a kind of an out there you know what I mean, not a big main event type feud that you would see. No, that's definitely a mid card yeah, feud. Yeah, but because neither guy they seem to ever want to put a belt on. Exactly. But do you just talk about the in ring work that those can do. And And I don't agree
0: with that statement that I just said, but it's true. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They don't seem You're to talking be... about
1: in WWE's eyes. Yes. Um but just the in ring would be ridiculous. The guys are so good and they've already worked together. I mean in the Indies and stuff, so you know they're they're already good, but and it wouldn't be a great feud as far as on the mic. No, it wouldn't be great at all. The in ring would be the thing to Exactly put it, that over. And that and that's what I mean is the pure wrestling that would go on between them two and the spots they could pull would and, be amazing.
0: And it would work now because you have Zane in a in a heel Aspect exactly, it would uh, it would work because Roderick Strong is a pure baby face. Yes, he's, yeah, he's well. Actually, I would have said the same thing if this would have been like six months ago about Sami Zayn. Yeah, he's, he's about true. A, a pure babyface as you can get. Yeah, but I mean, they seem to have. I mean, you put him with Kevin Owens, one of your top heels, so there's a way to generate heat on Sami Zayn now. But that would be it. Would be from a wrestling aspect, yes, that would be a good in-ring feud Mm -hmm. I mean is that something you're gonna see I would be hard-pressed to say probably not as a long-standing feud they probably have a couple good matches and that would probably be it because they like to build in a more verbal storyline way where they're gonna be able to tell a story not just in the ring but outside the ring anywhere like if you look Nowadays, you're going to see guys bantering back and forth on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, a la Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh. I wouldn't say that's a good feud, but they're doing what they can with it. Former tag team partners, it's an easy way to to build a rivalry and a feud. Yeah. You split them up and then you pit them against each other. mm -hmm. Same thing with the Hardys, what they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, you never really seen Edge and Christian kind of go at it long-term with each other
1: yeah no i mean they did they touched on it for a while but that that was really it um but yeah i mean you had hunter hunter and sean that was yeah, a really good one. hunter and sean were yeah and that that was a really good one especially the way they brought it in yeah um with wow. i mean the, the being attacked backstage by yeah. the car and stuff like that and then having to look at the camera and then clearing it up and seeing it was hunter and that he was proven that that he wasn't safe, that he needed his back, and stuff like that. So that was a really good build for that. I mean, one, that today, that's also...
0: I mean, it has the potential to be good because the one needs the other. And I think that, I mean, if he were around more, it would make it a top feud... But I mean, with him being a part timer, I'm talking about Strowman and Lesnar. Yeah. I mean, the monster. Strowman needs someone believable that can
1: actually pose
0: a threat to him.
1: Yeah, you're right. Because I mean, because because there's not there's not anyone out there on, to match up. No one on the card
0: you you would believe can beat Braun Strowman. No, it's just impossible to think that this guy is picking up fucking grappling hooks and throwing them in, <laughs> into fucking into. The, the barriers catching him first go at it. He's legitimately a ninja assassin who's <laughs> six foot eight, three hundred and seventy pounds. He could kill you in any freaking way. <laughs> like this guy, it, it, it's so amazing of what what they're doing with him. Mm-hmm. And it this has to be creative because I can't. I mean, if this is Stroman putting ideas out there, being like, "Yeah, what if I do this? What if yeah. I fucking? What if you put like six... Oh, nunch- maybe he is though.
1: Maybe I mean you don't know
0: obviously, but maybe like they did a like they went like they got him from. Uh, zip Recruiter And they're like What are your special skills <laughs> Well I've Became very good At ninja skills Like um, I could throw Seven Chinese stars At a time And I'll hit a bullseye I call I'm also a master At a grappling hook
1: Here That was assume. probably The most impressive thing About that was Impressive and hook. ridiculous At yep. the same
0: time But yeah. it It's the thing that you know that they're monsters in the ring, and they're going to go... I mean, maybe not a longevity of a match, but it's going to be a physical fucking match. This is their way to build it outside of the ring and to show, like, all right, this guy's got the upper hand now. Now he's got the You could believe that... I mean, I don't believe so much that Kane... Kane just doesn't have it anymore, I don't think. But Lesnar being having the pedigree of being... UFC champion, an actual legitimate badass who got in a, a combat sport mm-hmm. and actually beat the hell out of guys. Yeah. He would be the only one to have a fighter's chance against a guy that used to fucking move fucking trucks around and can yeah. th- literally pick Lesnar up and throw him through a fucking an announce table.
1: Yeah. Like with ease. Yeah. Yeah. With that. Yeah. There's just no, <laughs> no, um, Wow, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Well,
0: I can't help you on this one,
1: buddy. You're on your own. You're on your own out here in this crazy, mixed-up world. I'm not going to help you this time. It's just, there's no difficulty in doing it whatsoever for Strowman. You know what I mean? It's like picking up a Rey Mysterio. There's just... It just looks that effortless, basically. So, I mean, that... If if they could... Because once
0: Lesnar has had enough and he's had his fill of fucking stealing money from the company, basically... And he's gone. I can see uh, Strowman holding that title for upward of a year with no one being able to beat him. I mean, it's a shame, but you're going to create this guy who's going to be larger than life in more ways than one. And, I mean, good for him because he is. Yeah. He's huge. Yep. But, I mean, again, it kind of, like, you got to, you gotta find someone I mean they're, they'll push Reigns against them and Reigns will end up beating them and that'll be the whole like I beat everybody now yeah, I I'm... am the top guy Yeah, I am every I am the best in the company like mm-hmm. that's gonna be the eventual what happens like it's not gonna be the other way around where Strowman like Strowman's gonna have the belt and Reigns is gonna take him out too yeah of course or it's just gonna be Reigns going over on everybody Hmm. but that would be another one another feud that I mean it's not going to have again it's not going to have the longevity because of Lesnar of Lesnar because he's there and he wrestles four times a year so I mean he's been you'll get him more nowadays because you have Rumble and right around the corner you have Wrestlemania yeah and you're obviously going to have him as a part of Wrestlemania so he has to be around or people are people are already like who the fuck cares
1: yeah like they're essentially tired of seeing him well, I mean, and that's the thing with me with me with Lesnar. I, I feel the same way. I don't, um, I don't care anymore. Like it's not a big deal it's been anymore. Done. It's all been done. Yeah, and let's move on. Like yeah. Lesnar has run his course, and I'm done with it. Like I'm done. He's not impressive anymore. Especially now that there's Strowman, the way he is. It's just okay, Lesnar. You're you're the beast and all, but look, you look like nothing compared to Braun Strowman. Yeah. So you you're done. Like you're. Your whole the the whole aura above of, of Brock Lesnar. The whole aura. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's faded. It's swindled. So, I'm good with him walking away and maybe going back to UFC or doing whatever the hell he wants and to that do. Could,
0: that could happen at Rumble. Strumma could actually go over. And It'd that be could, great. That could be that could be the lead up to what you're going to see for the future.
1: Yeah. Kind I'm, like I'm of that. the
0: passing of the guard. Yeah. For the big man,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely want. That yeah, to I'd be all for
0: that. I mean, what are some, what are some few like some dream feuds that you would like to see other than Zane versus, like, what are, what are if
1: some? If I, if I, I mean, if you're at like for gun the uh, head, gun the head now, go big, shoot a, a bigger, a bigger one. Yeah, something that's not going to be a lower mid card. <laughs> uh, thanks. That's pretty, that's a. That's all on Zane and uh, Roderick Sean. That's pretty messed up. But um, no, seriously, if I want, if I'm looking at, if like, you're looking at the big picture, yeah. Um, man, I don't know. You I can mean,
0: pick. You can pick from anywhere. You can you can pluck yeah. some guys out of the out of the wrestling universe and bring them on over. I'm not point. I'm not going to lead you in any direction. But I'm just helping you out here. I'm a friend helping a friend.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, if I'm going main, and I, I just. Like, pull people and see it no matter what. You can build this for months, and it can end up
0: being like a main event at one of the big shows, like a. Uh, yeah, I, then
1: yeah. If that was the case, then yeah, I would probably want like a, uh, probably like a Finn Balor versus Kenny Omega. That would, that um, I would, mean, there's so many with Kenny Omega though because he's so good. Kenny Omega, you could bring over, and it's AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, and Finn Balor, Kenny Omega, and
0: you can even put Roman um, Reigns, the two top guys of
1: each company. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot there, and then of course, then you turn around with that, and you go, well, if that's the case, then I want to see um, the New Day against the Young Bucks, and I want to see, you know what I mean? I want to see. The Elite
0: versus the New Day.
1: Yeah, something like that. The Elite or, versus the Shield. Even the Young Bucks and the Hardys in WWE. You yeah, know what I mean? As that like be, that. So it, there's so many that could be like the
0: passing of the guard also on the main street because they kind of did it already for Ring of Honor. Yeah, but that could be like the the Hardy's last run. They could win the belts. and then look who comes finally signs a contract. Yeah, I mean, yes, that would be that would be a dream feud. That could go on for months and that could be and it wouldn't even be a main event match. It would be like a third match in. Yes, but it would yeah. probably steal the show. It absolutely would. You put them with. With ladders and whatnot. Oh Jesus! It would yeah. it would tear the hell. It would be like you're seeing what you saw back in the day, mm-hmm. and you're seeing it again
1: today. Yeah, and and all new. Like because they they always are figuring out new spots and new ways to do things that it doesn't get stale. So I mean, it would be ridiculous if they actually came over. I think the young bucks are more likely to end up in WWE than Kenny Omega is. To be yeah. honest,
0: it's it's probably true. Even I though mean, you
1: might even see.
0: I mean, with the popularity that he's that he's gotten outside of WWE, you could quite possibly get a returning Cody.
1: Yeah, I think Cody will eventually come back. I think, like I said, I think Cody's cemented himself
0: as a main eventer, and he's proven that he can draw and he can. I mean, they're all in 2018, which Mm -hmm. looks the build that they're going to do for this. I mean, I don't think it's going to surprise them that they're going to sell these ten thousand tickets in a day or two
1: a day or two I'm, I'm giving you're it a couple them, hours you're gonna give them a couple hours a couple hours for out. sure yeah, I
0: mean I think it's gonna depend on the venue that they actually choose but I mean if you bring Cody back you could have Cody go against an AJ Styles and I think that would be because I don't think they've ever they've never stepped in the ring together before no. like no, that, you're would, right. be, that yeah. would be that would be a dream feud and you could have a pure face as Styles mm-hmm. against Cody's proven to be a great like Brash heel. Yeah. That would be absolutely. a great feud. But if I were to stick right now in her WWE networking, I wouldn't mind seeing a Finn Balor Alistair Black feud. Okay. Yeah. The Demon versus Aleister Black, both dark yes. guys that will come out. You could, I mean, again, this is going to be a feud that's not going to rely heavily on the speaking. Although Aleister Black, he's not. A slouch on the mic, mm-hmm. he's better in the ring. Yeah, and Finn Balor's proving that he can be an arrogant, arrogant guy who could eventually turn heel and put them two together. The entrances alone
1: would yeah, be oh absolutely my phenomenal. Yeah, well, you know what, I would the, just pay to see that <laughs> with Finn Balor. I'm not, and I I haven't since he was brought up. I don't like the whole leather jacket thing. Yeah, you're more of the demon guy. I mean, I, well, I, I mean, I don't know, and that's the other thing. He can be Finn Balor without the demon, but he needs something. Yeah, he need. Well, that's what I'm saying. He needs you something else for the. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to Sorry, I, my mind went right to Seinfeld on that one. But, <laughs> but, but no, like Demolte <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the leather jacket doesn't work. The whole Fonzie popping up the collar thing. Just bothers me. It just doesn't fit Finn the way that you think it should. So you think I he wish just, there, he just
0: wears his own merchandise, like a, yeah, like, like a, yeah,
1: exactly, like a Lesnar or something. Even like, a, like, a shirt. like the over te- the forever, but over being, you know what I mean, like some like that. I just I don't know the leather jacket. I've never really liked it since he got called up. Um, of course, I like the demon, but there has to be something different with him, with the with his gimmick. As just Finn. Like, the leather jacket for me just, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't get it.
0: I don't like the whole, uh, uh, the man that can do extraordinary, the extraordinary <laughs> yeah. man that can do
1: extraordinary things. The ordinary man that can do extraordinary things. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's
0: pretty stupid. I hate that they, I, hate, I cringe when they say that.
1: Yeah, well, it's just like the, I mean, Michael Cole getting so excited when when uh, Reigns comes out and the big dog. That, it's the, That's the other thing. It's just there are some things they do that you are just, like, you cringe at because it's like, come on. It just it doesn't work. And no matter how many times you repeat it on Monday Night Raw, it's not going to work. It's not going to get over like that. The Big Dog, there will never be signs like legitimate liking signs of the Big Dog. Like, people who have signs now, it's mocking it. It's not because they're fans of the Big Dog nickname. The Big Dog is stupid, and it's not a good nickname.
0: There's actually... Uh I forget it and his name has escaped me who actually t- calls himself the big dog we've seen him wrestled who's in ring of honor oh uh, tag team partner with uh, Rocky Romero he calls himself the big dog and then he does the uh, D'Lo Brown head shape yes
1: yeah, 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 and yeah the yeah. name
0: escapes me and I, for- I apologize for that but that's a pretty good mockery of exactly yeah, of yeah, yeah what exactly that, what you're speaking of yeah exactly so basically those are some of our dream feuds that we would like to see I mean Personally, if Kenny Omega ever decided to come into WWE, you could have a laundry list of guys and feuds that could carry a year, and you would get to see it on the main stage finally. Because I don't think he's ever worked with an AJ Styles. No. I think he's worked. No. He's, we've seen matches with him against, at that time, was uh, Prince David. mm mm-hmm. Yes. But, I mean, if you bring someone like that in, it generates... I mean, you saw what it did with him and Jericho. Yeah. That would be a feud that I would continue to watch over and over again just because the pure talent in the ring and what is behind him in the Bullet Club leader of Kenny Omega and now Mm -hmm. he's the IWGP U.S. champion, and you put him against such i loved seeing Jericho as the heel. Yeah. As the pure heel. Absolutely. He was so good. That could carry over for months. It doesn't look like it's going to, but no. that would be something that could carry over. And Jericho in his prime too. If he was in his prime against them, it would be it it would be lights out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and him now it looks like it's going to be him and Naito,
0: which is also awesome Which is yeah, absolutely. Because he knows how to. I mean, Naito in his own retrospect is very good. I mean, we don't understand what he's saying, but yeah. you get the the mannerisms and the 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 tone and how he portrays himself. He's Good at generating a response.
1: Yes. And Jericho,
0: you know, can generate a response by fucking doing next to nothing. He can still generate a fucking response. Yeah. So when he actually puts effort into something, you you better believe it's going to be an incredible story to be told. Yeah, absolutely. So, that pretty much does it for another rendition of Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show!
1: Yep, check us out on Twitter at 215wrestling or on facebook.com slash 215wrestling. Tweet us, get on Facebook, and uh, message us. Um, We'd love to hear from everyone, as always. Um, We hope you liked the episode. Um, Still, just because the episode's over doesn't mean that we don't want to continue talking about the different feuds. So tweet tweet us and uh, tell us what we missed and what we should have touched on because we didn't. Um, And we'd love to talk about it even more.
0: God damn it, that was a good show.
1: That was a great
0: episode 10, baby. Until next time. Later!